Hello, you're listening to season two of the Achieve With Me podcast. I am your host, Rachel Gilfrin, and I'll be spending the next few minutes chatting to you about what achieving, winning, and success mean to you. As a life coach specializing in confidence and career progression, I am a strong believer that success is very closely linked to having a positive mindset. I'll be sharing my own highs and lows from my past corporate career in IT sales and sharing some really valuable tips and techniques to help you to get ahead in your career. To help you to get these implemented today, you can catch the written episode on my blog, which is at www.rachelharriotcoaching.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello there and welcome back to season two of Achieve With Me podcast, episode 18. I would like to begin by thanking those of you who have got in touch with episode suggestions. It is great to hear from you. It's really important to me to make the content as relevant to you as possible. In fact, today's episode was actually a topic suggested by a listener. Remember, always keen to understand what's going on with you guys, so do follow me on Instagram and send me a DM to chat. Anyway, back to the episode today. Now, we will be talking about a dreaded topic, dealing with customer complaints. Now, quite mixed feelings on this subject, but whether you feel pretty proficient in this area or not, I really hope to add some value to your process. Speaking of the phrase process, I'm always one for planning ahead and having processes in place to deal with various situations. Now, a lot of the businesses that you perhaps work for are likely to have specific complaint handling processes in place, which hopefully you are all familiar with. If not, please do familiarise yourself with this before you start to implement any of these tips I'm going to share today. Now today I want to talk about your own process for dealing with customer complaints and in this scenario I'm not actually talking about the company process or policy. I'm talking about your own style for handling complaints. Now if you don't have anything like this planned ahead then you definitely should. You may have heard a phrase in business that goes something like, it's not about how you react when things are going well, it's how you react when they're not that matters. Anyone recognise this one? As humans, we place more significance on the negative than the positive, which can seem unfair when something happens or something goes on that's totally outside of our control. Not only is it really important to have a plan in place for when this does occur, but it's important to be proactive and follow up with your customers to check that they're happy. Now, I'm talking about in an instance where they haven't made any type of complaint, just making sure that you're always following up. You might ask why. Well, according to research by Esteban Kolsky, Just 1 in 26 customers will actually complain following receiving a negative customer experience. So what we're saying here is that there's 25 people that have been subject to a negative customer experience that just haven't said anything to you. 
Even more concerning, though, is a statistic that 13% of unhappy customers will share their complaint with a whopping 15 people or more. So what we're saying is, only one person out of 26 is going to give you an opportunity to rectify it. And 13% of them, so that equates to just over three people on average, at least three of those people are then going to go on and share their complaint with 15 or more people. So where does this leave us? Well, from a customer service perspective, that means that, you know, you've got 45 people that are being made aware of a customer service issue that you're not even aware of. So it is quite serious and it's something that we need to make sure that we are addressing where possible. And by being proactive and following up with people, even if they haven't said anything, really gives that opportunity for them to feel like they've got an open and honest platform to discuss that sort of thing. But hopefully from these statistics, you can really see that, you know, if complaints aren't dealt with appropriately, it can have a really long lasting effect on the reputation of the business that you work for or even you personally. So let's get prepared with some pointers on effective complaint handling. Now, before I dive into my list, I want to make one thing clear. The majority of complaints can be avoided by managing their expectations up front. What I mean by this is making sure you proactively communicate with the customer as to what service levels you work to so that they know what to expect and it means they aren't going to be disappointed. A lot of the time, when disappointment occurs, it's because you've not met their expectations. Now, what we all need to remember is this is not in your control and it's also not always relative. For example, If a customer comes into a Nando's restaurant expecting the exact same service levels they'd receive at, say, the Ritz, (laughs) they're going to be sorely disappointed. And this isn't because somewhere like a Nando's doesn't do a great job. They just have a different business model. So always think about that when customers are having a certain reaction to certain things. doesn't necessarily mean that anything's been done incorrectly just means you've not met their expectations. So, without further ado, let's go into the tips and see what you think of these. So, number one, when dealing with any customer complaints, the first thing that you need to remember is to put your emotions aside. Now, this is number one for me because it's something that I've really struggled with in the past. I have been known to totally panic as soon as I've identified the conversation as sort of complaint territory. Now, this has actually led me to focus more on my own panic and anxiety (laughs) rather than the customer's issue, which is totally wrong. Put your feelings aside and focus on what the customer is saying, ensuring that you understand that. Always bear in mind, customer complaints are actually opportunities Opportunities to collect information about what the customer needs, what their opinion is on something, their attitudes and what their beliefs are about good service. And whilst it's not a scenario that you want to be in frequently, knowledge is power, so try not to panic. Number two, if you're in person, rather than being across the phone or via email, for example, 
consider your body language. Now, your main goal here is to come across both sincere and to show empathy. You can do this by expressing concern and concentration on your face whilst listening to them. But also, think about the rest of your body language. Are you immersed in the conversation or are you trying to multitask whilst you're listening? Are you stood up or are you sitting down? Are your arms folded? All of these things will help to build up a customer's perception of how much you actually care about what they're talking about. Number three, consider who's in the right, and I say that in inverted commas, (laughs) who's in the right, and then do nothing. Sounds counterintuitive. Even if you feel an urge to correct the customer or challenge them, don't. It's just not worth it. Your job here is to gather information so that you can identify an appropriate solution. And if you're going into it with preconceived ideas about who's right or wrong, then you're not going to get that solution correct. Number four, get all of the facts. I literally say it's about everything, get the facts. (laughs) Get the facts and repeat them back to the customer in the correct order that they've given them to you in, and then ask them to confirm back if you've understood correctly. Now, at this point, you can ask the ultimate open question, which is the best way to really get situations where customers are complaining, really get their true feelings across. So once you've gone through everything that they've said and confirmed that you've understood it correctly, you can ask, is there anything else you'd like me to know at this point? Now, this will usually prompt the customer to stop and really consider the sequence of events that they've shared from a fair and logical perspective. Now, I've used this method before, and my previously very angry customer has often reverted back and provided, funnily enough, a compliment at this point. For example, they might say something like, the service was great throughout, it was just this particular time. Or... I wouldn't say anything ordinarily because I love it here, but I just thought I'd let you know. Even better, they'll reveal a really key element of what actually occurred that will enable you to make an easy decision about taking appropriate action. Win-win. It sounds unlikely, but honestly, just by giving them that platform to put across how they actually feel, it really makes them feel valued. Number five, thank them for bringing it to your attention. Remember that statistic that I shared about one in 26 complaints actually being voiced? They're that one person, so show gratitude to them for actually giving you the opportunity to try and resolve this for them. This tends to set them at ease because you're reassuring them that they've done the right thing by speaking up. Think about it. Have you ever been in a situation where you've thought about complaining and then thought, oh no, better not? A lot of the time we have this sort of internal battle as to whether we should make a fuss or not. And I think that when you do thank people for actually bringing it to your attention, it really does put them at ease. Um, If you imagine if you were in that situation, I think that you'd appreciate that too. Number six. This sounds obvious, but I've got to cover it off anyway. (laughs) Never try to make an offer to resolve this if you don't have the authority. Now, customers will often be keen to bypass you and speak to a manager. Annoying as it is, 
Don't deny them this. It's part of the process. It can cause a lot of frustration if you say things like, the manager will only tell you the same as I have. Has anyone else done that before? (laughs) I have, only because at the time I thought, I'm sharing something that's true here. You know, they are only going to say what I've said. But it does not help and the customer doesn't feel valued. If they want to speak to a manager, let them know that you are more than happy to refer them. But first, you want to capture the full details of what's occurred to prompt a speedy resolution so that they don't have to repeat themselves. Again, if you're reasonable enough during this process, they might actually decide afterwards that they don't need to speak to the manager. So it's always worth saying that. Number seven, depending on the seriousness or severity of the complaint, and of course, how this aligns with your policies, you might wish to ask the customer, what would be your desired resolution in this instance? Now, there is a possibility that you might get some pretty wild requests, but often because the customer has been offered the opportunity to select their resolution, they'll actually be quite reasonable. Alternatively, if this doesn't align with your company policy, you could state your intended resolution and ask if that would seem reasonable to them. For example, you could say, having talked through the experience you've had, I can see why this caused you frustration. And for that, I offer our sincerest apologies. In this situation, I'd like to give you a voucher to have a complimentary meal with us for you and a friend. Does that sound fair enough? Number eight. Now, once a resolution has been agreed, if you can, follow up around 48 hours after this to check that they're happy. Then move on from it. Looping back to number one, it's really important that you don't invest too much emotional energy into these instances or worry about them. But try to be proactive and ensure that the instance is monitored to assess how frequently these issues are actually occurring and if there are any patterns. If you're in an organisation that keeps getting a specific repeat complaint, it might be interesting or enlightening to try and identify if that complaint is regarding a specific member of staff, for instance, or if it's regarding um, a particular experience that they've had, let's say that they've had a rubbish coffee on quite a few occasions, it could be that, you know, it seems quite obvious in this instance that the coffee machine needs replacing. So there's always patterns if you look for them. So make sure that even if this is the first time you've experienced the complaint, make sure that it's logged somewhere that's accessible to a lot of the other members of staff that are also going to be working there, so that they are aware that it's not been an isolated incident as well. So there we have it. That is a few of my tips for handling customer complaints. Now, I totally acknowledge that every different industry and every role is totally different. And of course, they'll handle complaints differently. So there might not always be a fit in all of these steps in your organisation. The main thing overall is to think about a time where you've experienced poor service or an issue and think how you'd have liked it dealt with. You'd want to know someone cares and was making the correct efforts to sort it out. You'd want it dealt with efficiently and you'd want to feel valued and then be able to just move on afterwards. 
if I'm being completely honest, <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't say this, but if I've had a genuinely bad experience and I truly know that this isn't what is expected, perhaps I've been there before and I know that that's not the standard, what I really want is for someone to hear me and agree with me that it has been a bad experience. So that's the first thing. If someone argues with me, it's just going to make me feel really irritated. Um, so once they've confirmed that they actually agree with me, I want them to offer me something to try and resolve it. Because if they agree with you and say, yes, I appreciate that's been a terrible experience, and then still don't offer anything to try and resolve it, I feel totally put out because I feel as though they don't value me enough to try and rectify it. So what I'm trying to say is, I guess I want to feel like I've won. So I hope this has been helpful to you. As usual, if you like what you heard, please do leave me a rating and a review. That would be the world to me. And I will look forward to catching you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to season two of the Achieve With Me podcast. I'd absolutely love to hear from you if there's any other workplace challenges you're facing at the moment that you'd like me to consider doing an episode on please do follow me on Instagram, which is at Rachel Harriet Coaching. And remember, you can visit my website, www.rachelharrietcoaching.co.uk to revisit some of these topics in my blog or if you want to learn more about one-to-one coaching. Have a wonderful day.